Chapter Six of The Rover Boys on the Great Lakes by Arthur M. Winfield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Berard. Chapter Six: Hunting for Dick. Dick must be drowned. It was Tom who spoke, addressing Sam and Alec Pop. For hours they had searched among the floating lumber for some sign of the missing one, and the only thing that had been found was Dick's cap caught in a crack of one of the timbers it's awful murmured sam his face was white and he was ready to cry for dick was very dear to him perhaps dat steamboat done pick him up suggested pop he wanted to say something comforting i pray to heaven she did murmured tom i suppose the best thing we can do now is to steer for cleveland yes that's the only hope left answered sam if he was floating around here we would surely have spotted him before this with the glass the course was changed and toward nightfall they came in sight of cleveland and learned where they could tie up at a spot close to where the steamer had made her landing their first inquiries were at this point and from a longshoreman they quickly learned that two persons had been picked up by the steamer a big man and a young fellow it must be dick cried sam where did they take the young fellow questioned tom a man and a big boy came from the steamer and took charge of him answered the longshoreman don't you know where they went no most likely to the hospital the young fellow was in pretty bad shape they got in a coach did the other man who was saved go along no he's all right and is around here looking for you folks so he told me he here he comes now the longshoreman pointed to luke peterson who had just appeared at the upper end of the dock both sam and tom ran to meet him so you are dick rover's brothers said peterson as he shook hands glad to know you yes your brother is all right although mighty tucked out by the exposure he fell in with a couple of friends on the steamer and they took him up to the commercial hotel as peterson was curious to know how dick was faring he agreed to accompany sam and tom to the hotel and all three boarded a handy streetcar for that purpose i wish to see my brother dick rover said tom to the clerk at the desk not stopping here sir was the reply after the clerk had consulted the register i mean the young man who was hauled out of the lake and was brought here feeling rather sick the clerk shook his head. No such person here. Sam and Tom stared in astonishment and then turned to the lumberman. The friends who were with him said they were going to bring him here, said Luke Peterson, and I promised to send you after him as soon as I spotted ye. I don't understand, began Tom, and then turned swiftly to Sam. Can this be some of Arnold Baxter's work? It may be. Mr. Peterson, how did the man who was with my brother look? As well as he could, Luke Peterson described Arnold Baxter and also Dan. Tom gave a low whistle. I'll wager poor Dick has fallen into the hands of the enemy, he cried. What enemy? questioned the lumberman. In as few words as possible, Tom and Sam explained the situation, concluding by saying, they had discovered Arnold Baxter on the steamer. The story made Luke Peterson look very grave. 
reckon we let your brother get into the wrong hands he observed the question is where did they take dick that's so where evidently they didn't come here at all perhaps if i could find that coach driver i might learn something that's so let us find him by all means but to find the driver was not easy and by midnight the search was abandoned much dejected sam and tom returned to the swallow and luke peterson accompanied them peterson was also downhearted having heard nothing of the tug which had been towing the lumber raft or of its friend bragging i'll notify the police in the morning said tom and did so he also sent a telegram to his father telling of what had happened the police took up the case readily but brought nothing new to light i'm going to interview every cabbie in town said tom and proceeded to do so accompanied by luke peterson and sam at five o'clock in the afternoon they found the coach driver who had taken dick from the dock the man said they had no rooms vacant at the commercial hotel said the coach driver so he had me drive the party to dr carley's private sanitarium where is that on the outskirts about a mile and a half from here can you take us there now sorry but i've got a job in quarter of an hour we'll pay you double fare put in sam get somebody else to take that other job to this the coach driver readily agreed but to make the arrangement took time and it was six o'clock before they were on their way to dr carley's place when they reached the sanitarium they found the building dark with the shutters on the ground floor tightly closed dr carley answered tom's summons in person yes the parties were here he said smoothly but i could not accommodate them and so they went elsewhere elsewhere echoed tom exactly sir but our coach driver says they got off here he was the one who brought them at this announcement the face of the physician changed color for an instant but he quickly recovered himself well er they did get off here as the sick young man wished to rest when i said i couldn't accommodate them the older man went off and got another coach and all three went off in that to where i do not know although i recommended the general hospital to them they did not go to any of the city's institutions then perhaps they went to a hotel we have inquired at every hotel in town the little old doctor shrugged his bony shoulders i am sorry but i can give you no further information how was the sick young man when he was here he didn't appear to be very sick had he been bad i would have certainly done more for him and you haven't the least idea where they went to i have not it's mighty strange was tom's blunt comment do you know who the sick young man was i haven't the slightest idea i never ask questions unless they are necessary he was my brother and those fellows who had him in charge are his enemies and up to no good indeed and dr carley elevated his shaggy eyebrows in well-assumed surprise i am bound to find my brother and if you know anything more you had better tell me went on tom bluntly the random shaft struck home and the old doctor started back in dismay why eh, surely you do not eh, 
suspect me of of anything wrong he stammered i want to get at the truth which way did they go when they drove off directly for town and when was this inside of half an hour after they got here did they give any names no it was not necessary since i could not take them in your place doesn't seem to be very crowded at this the physician glared angrily at tom boy it seems to me that you are growing impudent he cried i am not accustomed to being addressed in this fashion i think i had better bid you good night the two were standing in the hallway and now the doctor opened the door to signify that the interview was over all right i'll go muttered tom but i am going to get to the bottom of this affair don't you forget that and then he hurried out and rejoined sam and peterson at the coach he may be telling the truth said the coach driver on hearing what tom had to say but all the same i was driving around these streets for a good hour after i left here and i saw no other rig with those men and your brother in it i am inclined to think the doctor is humbugging us answered tom but the thing is to prove it perhaps you had better watch the place for a while suggested the lumberman do you know anything of this doctor what sort of a reputation he has asked sam of the driver his reputation is none of the best was the answer he has been in court twice because of the people he treats then he wouldn't be above helping arnold baxter if he was paid for it said tom all entered the coach and drove off around the nearest corner then tom and sam got out and walked away intending to come up at the rear of the sanitarium presently a carriage appeared in view driven by a man who in the gloom appeared strangely familiar despite his false beard arnold baxter cried sam hi there whoa he ran toward the carriage and caught the horse by the bridle tom followed and the man who was just returning from taking dick to the peacock was brought to bay End of chapter six